Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I am going to be your host today. We have a very special guest joining us. He's been in the industry for nearly three decades. He's rated as one of the top real estate trainers in North America. He's an international speaker. He's a momentum coach, both in Canada and the U.S. Please join me in welcoming Dane Groom. Dane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Um, we're excited to, that you're joining us today. We're going to learn a lot about kind of the entire real estate journey for agents, right? From leads all the way to listings. We might even move on to closings, how how agents should structure their business for success. But before we jump into all of that, um, just a little bit of housekeeping for the audience. Uh, as always, if you're joining us live on YouTube, on Facebook, LinkedIn, please, please hop in the chat, say hi, let us know where you're from. And if you have any questions for Dwayne today, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, he is a trainer. He is a coach. He is very good at what he does. So he is going to be, uh, I mean, we'll put him on the spot and I'm sure he'll do well. He's going to be here to answer all your questions. So please take advantage of this. It's almost like uh, a mini coaching session session that you can, you know, kind of participate yeah. in for free right now for the next 20 or 30 minutes. So, so please ask those questions. Um, and, and Dwayne will help us out, get those answered. So Dwayne, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump sure. into the good stuff today. I want to kind of walk through uh, the entire real estate funnel or more specifically the entire process uh, for agents from leads to listings, right? Uh, let's say an agent gets a lead. Maybe they get a bunch of leads, whether it's from their sphere or from Red X. Maybe they have a referral. What next, right? Because a lot of agents, especially newer agents, spend a lot of time looking for leads or digging them up or talking to people. But once they have someone, once they have names and numbers to contact, what should they do? Well, you know, it's uh, it's neat how you said from start to finish, because earlier when you and I were talking just before we got set up here, I was mentioning that my training is, is uh, geared on eight keys to success. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of maybe bringing it up later, but now that you mentioned that there's maybe a process that, that or what we go through, that those keys to success are important. So if you don't mind, maybe I would like to just say those keys to success first, and then it will actually get everybody to understand where you need to start and how to get to the your end results. You know, I love and, that. And the, and the end result is, of course, we want to make a lot of money, right, in yep. less time. So you have a lot of fun in real estate and life, right? Absolutely. So uh, I've just mentioned that now is a. The first key to success, if any of you have a pen and piece of paper handy, I hope you do, just take some good notes here. The first key to success in real estate is to have a great attitude. Mm. That makes sense. You know, Bob Proctor, one of my friends uh, that I've known over the years, has said the law of attraction. And a lot of it has to do with being positive and having a good attitude. So just remember, every day you give yourself a checkup from the neck up and you're positive. Now, there's things to do. But if you're negative, what happens is, you know, a pessimist will always look for the difficulty in mm. every opportunity. So you could get a ton of leads from Red X, and you will, by the way. And, uh, and But if you're negative, you either won't 
you know, follow up with them or you'll sound negative on the phone or, you know, it just won't work. So you have to be optimistic. Always look for the opportunity and things that are not always perfect mm. and have a great attitude. So that's the first key to success. Um, the second key to success, of course, is to book a lot of appointments. So you notice the S there. Like it's not just one appointment. It's let's focus on booking a ton of appointments. So yeah. if you have a great attitude, you have some leads from Red X. I'll tell you how to convert it in a moment, but the general idea is I need to book appointments, get belly to belly or face to face with people, mm. right? Belly to belly, face to face. I'll give you the dialogue in a moment. Will help you to move people further with their plans, or uh, uh, and should be and or, but you'll get more referrals that way as well. The second key to success, as I mentioned, was appointments. The third key to success is your lead generating. Now, some people may say, should maybe two and three be reversed? Well, it depends. Yeah. If you need to be proactive before you have money, then book appointments by doing some proactive activities, your open houses, your door knocking, and mm. maybe whatever calls you can make. And then allocate a percentage of your income back into your budget so you can pay for, let's say, Red X leads. And uh, so uh, lead generation is very important, right? Uh, the fourth key to success would be now just to back up a bit with what Andrew said, he said, what, where does it start? Well, we know it's the right attitude. Then we know we need to start booking appointments. And when we've got some money, let's generate leads and convert into a face-to-face -face meeting. And then the fourth key to success is what you do on your appointments. Mm -hmm. You have a great presentation or a process. We're going to talk about sellers today to get more listings. You know, if you don't list, you won't last sort of thing. Um, the fifth key, and I'll just get through them a little quicker here, and then we can come full circle and dig into more questions on, on each area. The fifth key to success is to make sure that you have the uh, right price on all your inventory mm. and make sure your clients know what their net is. So price and net is the fifth key. And the sixth key to success, which you'll notice they all tie in together one way or the other. you got attitude, appointments, get leads to get more appointments master your presentation, make sure you price your inventory properly. And then handling objections is important as well. When you're in on a listing appointment, if they want to, uh, if they don't understand the commission structure, or they're trying to get you to do it for less. We, right. we can talk about that today. How do you, you know, uh, they may say they want to interview other realtors. They may say they want to uh, renovate first. I can go on, but we'll go to the next key to success, which is business operations. Number seven. And that's to make sure that you take care of your business so that your business will take care of you. Like from mm -hmm. the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Right. Some of these books are amazing. And I hope you um, read those ones. And the last one is, of course, time management. <laughs> you know, and the secret to time management, of course, is to always do high income producing activities first each day. And maybe you even try to do that before. Make it happen before lunch is another mm. book, by the way. I just thought I'd have that there. So I half answered your first question question because I had to throw in you have to have a good attitude. Yeah. You know, what do you think of that, Andrew? Like if you have a stinking thinking, that's not gonna help, is it? Yeah, absolutely not. And I and I love that attitude comes first because um, like you said, whenever a roadblock comes up, if you have a positive attitude, you say, Oh, how am I gonna get past this? How am I gonna be productive and pragmatic? And, and push through this and get the outcome I want. Whereas if you have that negative mindset, it's going to be like you said, oh, calls are boring or, oh, you know, there's so many wrong numbers or, oh, what if they won't want to talk to me? What if I get an objection? Right. There's so many things that you're going to put in your way. You know, they're not necessarily in your way 
to, to start with, but you're going to put them in your way because you've got a bad mindset. So I love that. That's a great place to start. You know, and I think um, when we go with the attitude and let's go to that first reaction to a lead. So yeah. Red X will pro provide leads once you're all set up. They'll go to your inbox, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, I recommend you, you know, print it off. If you're a real techie person, you want to keep everything on your computer, that's fine. But sometimes old school makes it more tangible, just saying. So you have this lead and it has a name. It has a phone number, let's say. Um, so when you call, here's how the prospecting track works, gang. And, uh, and, and in our training, you, 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 we actually recommend that you have it in front of you. But I'm just mm -hmm. going to say it verbally. First thing you do is you would introduce yourself. Now, uh, actually, I'm corrected here. If you have their name, you would call and ask for their name, of course. Then you would okay. introduce yourself. And you always should introduce yourself and say what company you're with. Then the best thing to do is it's almost like you're not really trying to eliminate them, but you're trying to confirm something. If it's a lead that came in, it looks like they're a buyer. You would just say, it looks like you're thinking of buying. If it looks like they're thinking of selling or by the way, if you were just doing some proactive activities, you might even ask them or let them know that you were calling to make sure they weren't thinking of selling. But that's another story right. for proactive. But back on the lead, I just call them because it looks like you're thinking of selling. Is that right? Or you just say, it looks like you're thinking of selling. Is that right? And they'll probably say no, but they might say yes. But mm -hmm. the next thing is you give that reason. The reason I called is I got your inquiry or I got your email uh, with your questions. Then if you can start to hear their story by asking them a few questions, it's really important that we do less talking and more listening. And the way to do that is always ask a question. So you may ask uh, something like, so uh, where were you planning on moving to? Or when were you thinking of uh, moving out of your home? Any open-ended question to get them to start telling you their story. And gang, let them talk. Let, yeah. let, if it takes three, four minutes, they start actually unwinding, feeling more comfortable. And then when you feel it's appropriate, that's when you offer to meet them. The phone mm -hmm. is only meant for one thing, to book an appointment. It's not meant to give out information. This is, this is very critical for everybody right now if you're taking notes. Don't answer questions on the phone. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'll explain a little more about that. Don't give out information on the phone. You need to use that when you're on the appointment to get a signature. And so you may say, well, I don't want to avoid the question. Yeah, I understand that. So if they say, you know, uh, how much do you charge? Well, mm -hmm. I'll give you an answer for that in a second. Uh, how fast can you sell my house? Um, what's the market like right now? Almost any question, you can say, that's a pretty good question. Why don't we do this? I don't mind. I've got some time where I could come by, talk to you about your plans. I can bring a little bit of information on what the market's doing, even the comparable sales or whatever the question is based on. You have a right. fair trade item. And next thing you know, most of the time when you're good, you're going to get the phone call converted into a face-to-face -face meeting. And by the way, you in our training, we'll teach you how to bonafide your appointment and send a pre-list brochure to sell yourself and your company in advance. But that's going a little deeper right now. The, basically, every time you're on the phone, you want to convert into a face-to-face -face by offering to meet, never ask. Mm, never ask. Me, right? Yeah, you never say, can I come over? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, is it okay if I do this? And you know how people, you know how we are, we kind of tiptoe around and we're, we want to make sure we're, we're being really nice. Well, you can still be nice, but let's be direct. Say, right. you know, why don't we do this? I got some time where I could come by and, and you give an alternate choice on your time offer a fair trade item. And you know what? When you offer, you'll be surprised how many people feel more like, oh, they're willing to do that for me or they're doing me a favor. Well, you know, they may not say that, but they get that different feeling than you saying to them, 
when can I come over? And one of the worst things I've heard a lot of realtors say is, uh, when do you, or not when, when, when can I come over? So they're not in control of their own time. Right. And then the client, uh, future client will say, uh, come over tonight at six and they go, okay. And they go and they put it in there and then, oh, I have another listing appointment at six or uh -oh. worse yet. They have dinner with their wife and they, and they don't show up. Oops. Right. <laughs> so uh, comments on that, Andrew? Yeah. So I just, I, um, let me, let me see if I can, I can summarize this here. So early on in the call, no matter what this lead is. And, and my question for you, Dwayne, is how would you adjust this strategy and this script for different lead types, right? Because a lot of lead types, let's say it's an expired listing or it's a for sale by owner can be a little bit more pushy, might give you some pushback, some objections right off the bat, right? Tell you that, oh, you're the hundredth agent who's called me today. You know, I already know what you're all about. So the, the, the one that you laid out seems like a good kind of baseline kind of structure, right? You call, you get their name, you confirm whether they're going to buy or sell. You ask questions to get to know them and don't really let them ask you questions. Save that for the appointment. How would you kind of tweak that to, to really fit in good with an expired lead oh, that's for good. sale by owner? Yeah, it's good you brought that up. By the way, uh, when just want to comment one part of when they are asking you questions, we do acknowledge that right. they ask the question. Don't ignore but, them. <laughs> but, use, but use that as, uh, as a reason to meet, to go over it. Right. And, and that's an opportunity to close, by the way, gang, when they say, well, you know, how fast can you sell? Or I wonder if we should renovate and just don't get into a lengthy conversation on the phone. Mm. Don't start looking up stuff and emailing them. And that's it's just what we recommend. Just book that face to face meeting. Now, with the different types of buyers and sellers, because of Red X, you got expireds, expireds. You can you can get the list and put it through the uh, vortex mm -hmm. and through social media and all that. And then we also have Furbos, which is mm -hmm. your rent by owner. And then FISBOs for sale by owners. And then you have a geo lead. So it's certain areas and, and, and that kind of thing for just listed and just sold. So I just wanted to say that so that I can take the prospecting track and show you how the steps work the same. Just the dialogue changes depending on who they are. So let's say it's a for sale by owner. Now in our training, we'll show you eight reasons you can put more money in their pocket in less time. Mm -hmm. And again, we wouldn't go over that over the phone. We'd offer it. And when they asked for it, we'd offer to, to meet with them to go over it. And if they said, send it, remember, one of the best ways to get rid of a realtor is ask them to send me something. Right. Okay, so don't send them. And, you know, need to be committed to staying on track. And even if you feel you might lose a few. In fact, if they're not willing to cooperate, that's probably a sign that they may be harder to work with anyways. Right. So the for sale by owner, there's they're, they're called fair trade items. And we don't have anything to pull up on the screen, but if you could just picture that you ID the caller, introduce yourself, confirm why you're calling them, give them a reason. The reason is I got your input form or I see that you had a request on something, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you acknowledge that. And then you start asking a couple open-ended questions. So how long have you been trying to sell your home privately? You know, would you consider using a realtor if you got the right price? You know, and then, and then let them say their story, gang. Remember that part, say mm -hmm. their story. And then when you offer to meet, you offer a fair trade item. So for somebody who, let's say, is just thinking of selling, you, you know you can offer a CMA or, or you know, comparative market analysis. And then you can offer a time to come over. 
for somebody that's trying to sell privately, you can say, well, there's there's two ways to approach a FISBO. One is, yeah, FISBO, but don't call them that. <laughs> uh, number one is the direct approach. We have eight ways that we can put more money in your pocket. And I've got some time I can come over and go over it with you. And if they say they don't want to, then just say, well, you know, if you change your mind, give me a call back. It's not a big right. deal. Just move on. Or you could use a soft approach with the for sale by owner and say, well, what if I pop by, see what you've got so I know what what you have in your price and maybe show you how you can sell your property without using a realtor. And they'll mm. go, what, what? And did you say without, you know, why would you do that? Well, you know, I'm thinking that if I come over and we go over the marketing plan that we use and you can figure out what you can do, you know, privately, and I'll guide you through that and give you some tips. I'm thinking that, Hey, if it doesn't work out for you, then Hey, you'll probably come back to me and I'll be able to work with you anyways. Or maybe I can help you with your buying end of it. Or maybe you have some other people that you know, that just aren't interested in your property, but need another one. And by the way, when you go there, gang, remember, it's all about belly to belly face to face. You start going over your marketing plan. They start realizing how much they can't do. And so that's, what's good about that. Now let's, I love that. I love that for sale by, sorry, I just want to stop and and, and kind of comment on that for, for sale by owners is, is, you know, over the phone, you're essentially offering them your expertise and your services for free without signing a contract, right? Let me just come show you what I can do or what you can do to sell your own home a little bit more effectively. And then, and then to your point, you're, you're in their house, you're at the appointment, you're belly to belly. Then they realize, I think that's a really great tactic and a really great um, kind of for sell by owner approach on the phone to get that appointment because a lot of them are so stubborn. They know they can do it on their own. They know they don't need your help. Um, but most people are willing to advice, to take advice from an expert, especially if it's free, especially if it's no strings attached, gives you that opportunity to get in the front door. That's amazing. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, folks, it's, uh, right now we're talking about converting mm-hmm. and don't get ahead of yourself and start thinking, you know, well, how am I going to say, uh, you know, about the eight keys or not the eight keys, the eight reasons. I know the numbers are the same, but it's a different thing. Um, and you can get caught up in this on the mm-hmm. phone. So remember, just simplify it by saying the phone is meant to book a face-to-face meeting. If they won't meet with me, it's okay, gang. Let them go. You're going to get a ton of leads from Red X anyways. And so you really are sifting and sorting them out to work with the best ones, the ones that are really cooperating with you. Um, just to go further into the question Andrew originally answered, I asked was on expireds also. Now, expireds. Remember, the steps are the same. You ID the caller. If they if they filled out an input form and an expired came to you, you got to have their name. If you don't have their name, don't try to, you know, wing it on a name, of course. You'll say your name, introduce yourself, and you'll give them the reason. I was just calling because it looks like you tried to sell your home previously and were unsuccessful. Is that right? And then, you know, you'll get your yes or no or maybe some a little bit of an earful gang. You know, sometimes they're not pleased with, uh, you know. What are they not pleased with? Probably the previous realtor. <laughs> and uh, so expireds can ruin your reputation in that sense. But here's the thing. Again, you give the reason. And then without even asking questions, they might just start going on. Yeah, we tried last year and it just wasn't good. And the realtor and they start. And you you got to listen to this for a bit. Let them let them vent. It's like letting air out of a balloon before you trying to manipulate it and make it into a, a balloon animal. You know, that type of thing. Otherwise, it'll pop. So let them <sighs> exhale. So you listen to the earful and then then you say, okay, well, I'm just curious. And you start questioning some of the services, not directed at the previous realtor, but just directed. Did you folks do an open house when you tried to sell? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you're going through a checklist. 
And you kind of are because in our training, we have a saleability checklist, a kind mm -hmm. of a property checklist. And it's, uh, did you folks, um, you know, send out just listed postcards? Did the realtor advertise in any of the print media in the neighborhood? Was he on the line with Craigslist? Was he, you know, and, and all of a sudden, did he go over a saleability checklist to make sure that they were doing all 20 points? And they'll say, mm -hmm. well, what's that? And then again, it's an offer a fair trade item. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I could do. I could put aside some time where I could come by and go over the saleability checklist and find out why your home didn't sell. And then if you want to move forward with your plans, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. And I have some time yeah. that I could see you on Friday at three or would four be better. Mm. So that helps. So again, we're just converting right now. So any, yeah. any other comments on that, Andrew? Because I can talk a little bit if we have time about some of the things we do on the appointment as well. Yeah, no, I mean, we've got plenty of time here. Let's, uh, one question that came up for me is I, I know that with expireds, right? We were just talking about letting expireds vent so that you can ask them yeah. questions and get that appointment. What if an expired starts off upset with you and they're not really entering that venting mode, right? What if they just say, ah, I don't want to work with a realtor. They give you kind of the, those key five objections that, that expireds are really good at uh, right off the bat. How, what questions can an agent ask to encourage some of that <coughs> venting and to get that expired lead to kind of open up a little bit and tell their story? Yeah, good question. Well, first of all, if they're ever using any colorful metaphors, let them go. <laughs> all right. right. Uh, or if they're being rude and, you know, you yeah. don't have to be on the phone gang and, and you know, but don't be rude yourself, obviously. You know how we can get caught up and then we might say something and we regret it. So if they're uh, too far on that side and you say, i I can see I won't be able to help you. So have a great day and let them go. Uh, so, but let's say they're still being nice, but they have these questions. They're being direct. You know, they said, we this and we that. Well, you know, uh, with like, I when I refer to my training, it's hard to, you know, some of you folks, most of you folks haven't taken the training. I've had thousands of people in my courses, but we've got a wide audience here. So a lot of you haven't, I think. And there are six keys to listing a, an expired in our mm -hmm. training. Wonderful. And in the six keys, you know, some of it is just starts with you're going to get an earful. So listen mm -hmm. to, you know, that type of thing. And then to get in the door, offer the saleability checklist, make sure that if they ask to you to send it, don't, don't, don't send it. If they uh, start going into, well, what, why didn't it this? And why is the market that always again, say that's very that's a very good question. That's a, that's a really good issue. Let's get together and talk about it face-to-face. -face. Mm. Let's do this in person. Remember, the phone is only meant to book a face-to-face -face meeting. So right. you're going to have to know what to say on the appointment. And I, I can give you some of that in a moment. But again, I have to reiterate every time on the phone, that's a good reason. That's a good objection. That's a good concern. Why don't we do this? I don't mind. Let's get together. and We can talk about it person to person. Right. Gang, if you can't get a face-to-face -face meeting with them, don't give any information because you're just wasting your breath 99% of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of our uh, uh, viewers, Larry Reed, uh, he's live with us right now. He asked, when it comes to for sale by owners, uh, let's say the, the for sale by owner says, I will pay a 2.5% commission if you bring me a buyer. What's your response going to be there, Dwayne? My first response is that I only work on property with on properties that are on the market <laughs> on the market to me is on MLS. And, uh, but again, how you say that your delivery will determine if they're willing to continue to talk to you. Cause if you say it one way, they'll just be like, Oh, fine. And I'll just use somebody else. Right. right. So, but here's the thing. Uh, I have a story, maybe a quick story about before I was a full-time trainer. 
Mm. But I had a, a fellow that wanted to buy a walk-up apartment. And uh, we, dr- dr- uh, we drove around and, and I'd sold him things in the past. We were driving around. He said, I'd like to know if I can buy that one. And so I said, I'll check into it. I pulled title, contacted the owner, and I asked him if he'd be interested in selling that property. And he said, yeah, well, it's been in the family for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I guess. And I said, okay. And then I converted into a face-to-face meeting. He happened to be a lawyer in downtown. And uh, so I said to him, when I bonafide the appointment, I also asked him how much he wants for it. And sometimes, just so you know, folks, if you just ask, sometimes they just tell you. So at least do the asking, right? How much would you want for it? So he said a certain price. And I said, okay, now I had a buyer and you'd think that all I needed to do was put the two together, right? Get the offer with the buyer and bring it to the seller. But I only work on properties that are on the market. Isn't that right? So I let the, the fellow know that I'll come by and we'll go over the process of listing and putting it on the market. And I did tell him I had a buyer as well mm-hmm. and I'll see what I can do. Right. So we set up the listing appointment. So in the meantime, I did get the offer written and I had it at full list price plus 6% commissions because mm-hmm. he told me what he wanted. I just added 6%. Right. And when I got there, I'm still being transparent. I let him know that I do have an offer, but I want to make sure that we go over how we put properties on the market. That way, if this one doesn't work out, I can still sell it for you. Fair mm-hmm. enough. And he said, okay, now you, I know you're going to get a bunch that'll say, no, no, I don't want to do that. In my opinion, you should try to get the listing, but don't try to do the one side. If you can't get the listing, I just recommend you don't. Now you may say, uh, you want to make the exception. Okay. I would say that if the commissions are 6% and you bring the buyer, you should get your three for sure. But remember, representation and insurance that we have, and there's all these things that are tied in that sometimes that'll be the hardest deal you ever do and you're only getting paid half compared to double ending it. Does that make right. sense? So you got to look at the big picture. But anyways, if you say that I'm just going to stick with that first rule that I mentioned, it may have the same result I had. I ended up double ending it. It was multifamily, so the condition date took a while things like that. But, uh, you know, it was pretty good money, 6% times whatever it was back then, you know, a million something. So that's what I recommend anyways. Cool. Great. Well, thank you for that. That was a great story to, to illustrate that point there. Um, so, so let's, let's keep moving along this, this journey. We, we found the leads through Red X. We kind of went over the types of leads. We've talked about um, a good universal script and kind of uh, a, a conversation structure to get you face to face, to get you belly to belly with a lot of great uh, you know, a, a lot of great advice on specific lead types. We went over expires. We went over for sale by owners. Let's move on to the actual appointment. Let's say you, you've got them penciled in. You're showing up tonight at five or six at six, because that's what fit into your schedule. Um, what are some of your key tips for being on the listing appointment to get that to turn into an actual listing? Well, um, this is one of my funnest topics to teach. I'm on stage Right. So uh, it's uh, but first, before I talk about what we're doing when we're in on the appointment in, I want to talk about from the moment that we book the appointment, what we do until we pull up in front of the house first. Oh, good. Your your preparation for the appointment, yeah. right? As an yeah. So yeah. Uh, take some good notes here, gang. Uh, the first thing is, you know, when you're on the phone, you should bonify the appointment. You should say after you book the appointment, you'll just say, so I just have a couple questions to get my homework done. And you make sure all decision makers are present, especially on title. Okay. You want to make sure they all want to sell. This is for a bona fide listing appointment. Now, there may be some that you go on that aren't bona fide. I get that. But this is me. Well, put it this way. When I ask my students, do they want me to teach them the best way to do real estate or the second best way? Guess what they always say? The best, right? So Mm -hmm. this is it. (laughs) So 
bonafide the appointment, make sure all decision makers are present. They all want to sell, get some enough information. So, you know, you know, for ballpark CMA and you want to make sure that uh, you schedule enough time for your appointment. And, uh, and there's a little bit of training on that, but we don't have time for that right now. And then you want to ask them how much they want for their home or what price range home they live in. That's a nice, that's a softer question. What price range home do you think you live in might help? Sometimes they won't give you an answer, gang, but that's okay. Remember, you're an optimistic person, not a pessimist, right? And you might want to ask them how much is on their mortgage. And if they Mm -hmm. don't want to give you that, ask them if they can have a statement ready when you get there. And then you mentioned to them, I'm just going to send you something over by courier or by mail if if you have time. And it's called a pre-list brochure about you and your company, a Mm trifold brochure or something sells you in advance and you get less cancellations now to prepare yourself for the appointment and i'm gonna go kind of faster because i know our time's uh, running out you want to have a folder put together and in your folder you're going to want to make sure and if you were in my training you would see that there's a call form that you put information on that would be stapled to the inside cover now a lot of your techie you know uh, you like to do everything on the computer so just convert it in your mind from what i'm saying uh so you've got your call form stapled to the inside cover you pull title on your property before you go is what I recommend. Maybe you have the tax roll, at least you know what the municipality or the county thinks it's it's worth. Uh, Now that's not going to be a complete reflection of what it's worth, but it still gives you a ballpark. And then you want to have your forms, you know, your relationship forms, fiduciary duties, any identification forms, and you want to have your listing agreement form. And you should have a buyer agreement form because if they list with you, it's really easy to get them to sign the buyer agency right after they list their house, especially you know, if they're going to buy with you. So there's a little tip on getting that one out of the way. So now, and then you have your comparables in there, maybe three, four, five, six. Take your yellow highlighter, highlight the things that would be in common so you can educate the sellers on price. We show them how most successful sellers pick the right price. We don't tell them unless asked. Okay, so now we've got our folder and then we should have a listing book, which in our training, it's called the seven step sales process. Mm. And I'll tell you what that is in a second. So we got our book or maybe it's on your laptop or your iPad. That's fine. You have your folder and now it's time to head over there. Before you go, gang, I'm giving you some good advice. Turn off your phone. Mm, Yes. Before you drive, not when you get there, because you know what will happen. You pull up in front of the house, you go to turn off your phone. Oh, and there'll be a message. Oh, I'll just check this first. And all of a sudden it's another deal falling apart. Right. Sets your tone. You're already not in a good mood. So do not look, check your phone before, before you get out of your car. I highly recommend that. Right. And nothing and looks worse than a real estate agent sitting in front of your mad. house doing yeah. this in the, in the driveway, being <laughs> late for their appointment. I love, I, I recently bought a house. I loved when a real estate agent would pull up, get out of the car, walk up. And I knew I was their priority. Right. And he's five or 10 minutes early. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just right on, you know, cause they're watching for you a couple minutes before and you pull mm-hmm. up and obviously you get out of your car and you got the pit bull look and you're upset about a deal that's falling apart and they're looking out the window and they're going, Oh, honey, the realtor's here. Oh, yeah, what's he look like? Well, he's got a nice suit on, but boy, he looks pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, give yourself a checkup from the neck up and, you know, and and just set yourself up for success, gang. It's really important, right? Bring that positive attitude. Yeah, yeah. And you walk to the front door dressed like a million bucks. Or definitely make it so you have your pin on and, and maybe some decent clothes so they can recognize you as a realtor, not a rock star or something, right? You know, And uh, so you get to the front door, ring the bell. And when you see them smile and just step back 
And when they open the door, maybe pay them a quick, sincere compliment. Maybe something looks good. If it's Christmas time, it's the lights look great. Or if it's summertime, the flower garden looks great. Limit the number of compliments to one. Because if you mm. say more than one, like, wow, this place looks great. Did you decorate that yourself? Well, this is wonderful. Did you just do all your painting yourself? Or did you get a professional to do that? Wow, all these kids look great. Did you do that yourself? Or is that professionally done? No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, all these compliments going and then they're ching, cha ching So you just, one little compliment. Take them, I say, to the kitchen table. There's a little animation from what I would do on stage. Remember I said kitchen table, mm-hmm. not sofa. Okay. Not the couch. Whatever Why is that? Way you want to look at it. Well, most decisions are made at the kitchen table, and that's where most of the time they sit with a friend or something. Mm-hmm. And there's less distractions than sitting in front of you know a TV and a puppy dog and some kids and all that. So go to the kitchen table. And uh, small talk, smart, talk about anything but real estate for one to three minutes. And mm-hmm. if they keep going, let them talk for a couple more minutes, but then say, oh, here, let me show you what I have here for you today. And if you want to open up your laptop or take your book, and open it up and go to that first page. It's an overview of what you're going to do. You just say, let me show you what I have here for you today. So I'll just follow mine right here. First thing I'm going to do is, is that, oh, it's the wrong book. That's the buyer one. <laughs> the other one here. This is right here. See, that's all right there. Fingertips. First thing I'm going to do is ask you a series of questions so I can find out what you want to accomplish. Okay, Andrew. Sure. Um, then from there, after we go through those questions, if you could just uh, show me around the property, maybe you could point out some features. And I'll take some good notes um, as, as well. If there's any improvements you've done, maybe that I can't see, maybe some electrical or anything like that, just point that out. Then from there, we'll come back to the kitchen table, Andrew, and I'm going to show you how we get the job done. We've got a number of points on how we market homes to find you that buyer. And I'll take as many or as little questions as you want. And from there, uh, I can show you how most successful sellers pick the right price. In the folder here, I have some comparables. comparables and we'll put them on a net sheet. And Andrew, we'll be able to find out exactly what you're going to put in your pocket. And that's probably what you want, right? And from there, uh, I have some forms to explain. And what, what we can do is help you to uh, make a decision based on all the facts. Mm. And so once you understand how the forms work, then I'll address any questions or any concerns you have. And from there, we'll make a decision where we go. So if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'd like to start in the beginning here. And I just have some questions to ask. Fair enough. So without going into each step, uh, Andrew, at least you've seen the, the layout, yeah. step sales process. And then when you go into each one, one tip before I, I hand it back to you, Andrew, gang, even if they don't want a list and you get the seven steps, don't skip any steps. People deserve mm-hmm. to know the pricing, the marketing, and they deserve to know what the forms are about even before they decide. And Because I've seen realtors go in and people say, we're not going to list right now. And they'll say, oh, then we don't have to go over the forms. We can do that later. And you're missing out on an opportunity to show the value in us supporting and representing them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's part of it anyways, uh, without actually showing you how you do it. But that's the overview. Cool. Cool. Well, this has been so great, Dwayne. Um, thank you so much for everything you've shared today. We went over your eight keys to success, right? Which was a really good high level. Here's the eight things you need to be a successful real estate agent. We dove into, um, you know, kind of the process from leads all the way to the appointment with some great yeah. scripts and strategies along the way. So for any one of our audience who who was live, or maybe they joined us late, or they just want to go soak up more of this information and catch a replay, please Go check it out. Um, you can subscribe to us on any podcast platform on YouTube, on Facebook to watch a replay, to get all this information written down. I've been taking 
very thorough notes the whole time. <laughs> um, so, so Dwayne, this has been amazing. Uh, where can they learn more? I mean, obviously we had to stay kind of high <clears throat> level today. If they want to take a deep dive into more of your training, where can they go uh, to get more from, from you? Well, I appreciate you letting me do this. Uh, I think you have my website if you want to pop it up on the screen there. And uh, so you can go to DwayneGroomSeminars.com. And what I'd like to do is offer something. So I uh, I will let you know where my live training is going to be in the new uh, in 2023. I teach in Canada and the U.S., but mostly on the West Coast. Okay. So in Canada in this, this spring, uh, there's training in Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary, and Central and Winnipeg, and that'll be in uh, mid-March to mid-May. And then in the fall, I'll be down in the Southwest, where I also live periodically, and I'll be teaching in Arizona and California, and maybe where you are. I've been talking with you guys about maybe doing something in yes. Utah as well. And But what I'd like to offer is I also do one-on-one -on -one momentum coaching. Mm. And if some of you would like to know more about the training, and then also the accountability to be able to help you do 50 deals a year, working 40 hours a week or less. Go to Dwayne Groom Seminars, click on Momentum Coaching, and just on the top part of the page, it'll say a free 30-minute business consultation or like a free coaching 30-minute uh, on Zoom with me. I'm more than happy to do the 30-minute total, no cost at all, and still give you at the end of that information on maybe you want to come to one of the cities near you or take momentum coaching. And I can go into a bit of that. So I really appreciate uh, being able to do that. And, um, you know, I partnered up with Red X. They're in my manual. They're in, uh, in uh, we've got so much to do together. It's going to be great. So you're going to get leads and then I'll show you how to make money with those leads. Absolutely. Thanks. Andrew. Well, we appreciate you, Dwayne. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today uh, for the last, you know, 35, 40 minutes here. Um, a lot of great information, a lot of great things that people should go back and rewatch and replay and, and really soak up. Uh, again, to our audience, uh, we go live here and do our podcast every Thursday at 1.30 Mountain Time. So, so join us next week and every week after. If you want to go back and go through some of our past inventory of podcasts, we've got hundreds of episodes out there for you to watch again on YouTube, on Facebook. Did you have something else to win? Just one more thing, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, please. The uh, Other than the one-on-one -on -one coaching I do, in case there's any brokers watching, oh. uh, observing this right now, uh, what I really do full-time, I do, uh, as you know, coaching and I also do the training, but I, a lot of brokerages will have me come in to their office with a face-to-face -face meeting to see if they mm -hmm. want me to do training. Uh, and I do an eight-week productivity challenge. So if you go to my website, there's also a link to eight week productivity challenge for individual offices. And I do uh, anywhere in, in North America, basically, but mostly on the West side, but feel okay. free to, uh, to uh, see if you'd like me to come to your office. That's fine too. Excellent. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Dwayne. Um, thank you to the audience for joining us live. We will be here next Thursday at one mountain time, three 30 Eastern. Uh, thanks again. And we'll see y'all later. Thanks, Andrew. It's been a pleasure.